Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hello. Hi. Welcome back to Old Millennials, a deep dive on shallow topics from the late 90s and early 2000s. I am one of your hosts, Emily. And I'm your other host, Margot. And we are once again doing a bit of a shallower dive, really, a, a little swim in the kiddie pool. Um, we are coming back to our <laughs> member game where uh, we are reminiscing about things that we had totally forgotten about. Today's topic, in honor of Clueless's recent 25th anniversary, which was, I believe, last weekend, I ask you, Margot, do you remember Clueless the TV show? Oh, all too well. Obviously, I was obsessed with, I mean, I'm still obsessed with the movie Clueless. I think I have like maybe a handful of childhood things that carry over, like what people consider to be Disney. I feel that way about Clueless and about Hello Kitty. And it's really hard um, for me to describe it in a different way, but I love that show. They almost trick you Yes. With you thinking it might, she kind of looks like Cher. What's her name? Rachel Brosnan? Rachel Bl- no, uh, right? Rachel Blanchard. Yes. She sort of looks like Alicia Silverstone. So you almost get tricked into this false sense of illusion. But I actually, for whatever it's worth, did enjoy that show. And I watched every episode of it. Same. And it's not a bad show. Like I'm not out here to say like top 10 or put it, I would never put it on any of my best of TV show lists, but I will say, no, I think it's good enough. I think it belongs perfectly. Exactly. It belongs perfectly in this category of like, Hey, you remember the clueless show? They did that. Like, I think that you have nailed the tone of it completely. And also I'd like to, um, I hate to use triggering work terminology, but I like to circle back and say that I really appreciated your very concise description of the member game. I think it's like 
we should have written it down or maybe I'll write it down when I edit this later because I feel like that's what we should use going forward. I was like, oh, that sounds really good. I'm and glad also, I to circle it. back. <laughs> I was like, wow. Because you know when you come up with something, you're like, I have no idea how to describe it. I'm just going to do it. You put into words what I have forced on you. So I thank you so much. But I also want to say I would kill for a fucking kiddie pool at this point in my yes. home. Um, <laughs> I'll take any sort of pool at this point. I just yeah. really want to be by a pool. Me too. Anyway, yeah, I, mean- I think that you've perfectly categorized this TV show. I have nothing but fond memories of watching it. Um, I couldn't tell you a single plot point. I remember that uh, Judy was still in, like everybody but Alicia Silverstone was in it, which is why so, you're like, wait, is that her? You kind of remember this Paul correctly. Rudd. There are a couple of differences. So there are some of the actors. So you're going to have, in terms of main cast remembering, you have that, sorry, main cast returning, you have Stacey Dash, who plays Dion. You have Donald Faison, who plays Murray. You have Elisa Donovan, who plays Amber. Wallace Shawn as Mr. Hall, who's only on, I believe, for the first season, as well as Twink Kaplan, who plays Miss Geist. Um, and then there are a couple of people who were in the movie but show up is like guest stars. So like Brittany Murphy was a guest star. Paul Rudd was a guest star. And I believe one or two other people, oh, Breck and Meyer was one as well, but they all three played different oh. roles. So first season, instead of Paul Rudd as Josh, you had Dave Lasher who shows up on a lot of those like hang time and other like NB, you know, those like kind of lower rent shows. Like I think he was in Sabrina, the college years or whatever you want to call it. Um, so okay. he was, John. Oh, so he was, yeah. was he just he sort of like it. one of those, um, studio actors that they just like plugged into whatever show was happening. Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting because later Sabrina and Moesha had crossovers with Clueless. I believe though it was original high school Sabrina and not college years, which is funny because then Elisa Donovan ends up being one of uh, Sabrina's college friends. But uh, Dave Lasher was was Josh for the first season, but it was like he wasn't a romantic interest. And then he kind of just disappeared after the first season. Uh, Cher's dad, instead of being played by Dan Hedaya, was played by two different actors over the course of the three seasons the show was on TV. Um, and oh, wow. Chris, yeah, I, didn't Christian even, was, I did not like, notice. No, exactly. Like, I mean, it's just really interesting to go back. I had forgotten, you know, which actors were still on the on the show versus like who had been ca- recast and who had been kind of forgotten altogether. So there are like little plot differences. Like they have Ty, but she's only on for a few episodes. And it's this actress by the name of Heather oh. Gottlieb. Yeah. And, and Christian doesn't exist in this world. Um, and then Miss Stoger, instead of being Miss Stoger, is her name is Deemer, like Millie Deemer is her name. So Coach Deemer or Miss Deemer. Um, and she was actually one of the executive producers along with Twink Kaplan, who I believe both had um, production credits in the movie as well, if I recall correctly. At least Twink Kaplan did. Um, but yeah, a lot of recasting. Um, I forgotten about this show until you know researching and thinking like how do we kind of talk about clueless on this show on our podcast because you know it's 1995 this show was more like 96 97 98 99 so it fit in kind of nicely with our timeline 
Um, the other thing I kind of remembered was I the song. So when we were doing research for our Josie and the Pussycats post that we will be posting very soon, um, I saw that one of the women involved with writing songs for that movie, Anna Waronker, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm saying her name right. She actually composed the music for the show and co-wrote the theme song, Ordinary Girl, which was co-written with her sister-in-law, Charlotte Caffey of the Go-Go's. Um, and we talked about this um, in, in our post. Well, when we later publish it, there's a lot of go-go influence in um, the Josie and the Pussycat soundtrack. But it made sense to see that, like, one of the members of the Go-Go's was involved in writing that, like, really catchy theme song. That, I mean... Uh, the other thing that I remember notably was that the guy who shaves Murray's head in the movie um, during the party scene, his name is Lawrence in the movie. He's later named Sean, and he's a major character on the TV show. So we get Murray and his best friend, Sean, um, who are a uh, part of various plot lines. But, you know, like you said, I remember this being fun. Um I mean, I just, I, the one remember, the one guest star I remember with Paul Rudd was that he played like a kind of bad boy character whose name was Sonny and, you know, Sonny and Cher. So like they had a thing. Um, I don't really remember anything else except for one episode when they still had Ty on the show where she, I don't know if this is the pilot or one of the first episodes, but she ends up like having a thing with like the youngest kid in the class, but the youngest kid in the class looks like very young. I, I like rewatched a clip before this and he looks like he's 13 or 14 and she looks like she's, she's probably playing a 16 year old, but looks like she's at least 18 or 19. It was just kind of creepy looking back. But I mean, other than that, I think I remember like, um, there was a Pulp Fiction parody episode. There was an episode where they had uniforms and it was a big deal because they had a new principal or something. I, you know, the what's interesting to me was the show didn't do well initially. It was a part of the TGIF lineup, but there were reruns. Um, so originally ABC was just going to like not renew it. And then they aired reruns on TGIF and they were so popular. But by the time ABC could have like, changed their decision, the rights had, um, had expired. And so it went over to UPN. So then the ratings went down a ton. And after the third season, they ended up canceling it. And that's Clueless, the TV show. Do you have any memory, other memories around it? I mean, the well, I don't remember all of those actor changes, like her dad getting Darren'd a whole bunch. Like, I don't yeah. remember that very much. And maybe I only, I do remember watching it on UPN more than ABC, so it is For a little sure. bit surprising that, that it was an ABC show. Uh, I, maybe I didn't watch as much of it as I perhaps thought, but yeah, I just... I don't remember a single fucking plotline, Emily, at all. <laughs> like, I remember them retaining, like, the Jeep, and I remember Stacey Dash pre-discovering who Stacey Dash really is, which is just so unfortunate, but I refuse yeah. to let it taint Ty. Um, <laughs> so I remember her being in there, and I remember Murray being there, because also at some point while that show was happening... Murray went to the he went to one church service of a church that I was also going to and it was like a huge fucking deal and me and like a friend from church were like timidly going up to him he was like a super nice dude 
And I remember being like, oh my God, I love this show. And like, that's kind <laughs> of it. Um, so I, yeah. So you telling me all of that, like kind of casting switch up the Pulp Fiction episode ring zero bells. You know, I just remember like, <laughs> honestly pulling it from like, I was thinking about like Homer Simpson, like pulling out all of these empty filing cabinets when he's trying to think. And that's what my brain feels like right now. But I have like a real fuzzy memory of just them like recreating that shot of Ty and Cher driving down yeah. the street and her Jeep Wrangler. But I just think it's still fun because they, it did or have the 25th Dion, anniversary. Right? So there were a lot of, yes, sorry, not Ty. I meant to say Dion <laughs> and I meant to say Stacy dash tainting Dion, not Ty. My bad. RIP Brittany Murphy. But I was just going to say that I think it's really nice that in the last week or two since it since it celebrated, the movie celebrated its 25th anniversary, there have been a bunch of other interviews with the cast and Amy Heckerling, who I really like, and she's had a very interesting career. And so I really have appreciated like the retrospectives and how much Elisa Silverstone still loves the movie. And I think she did talk about the show briefly about how they had asked her, but she declined because she so, was just trying to do the movie career stuff. Well, and oh, did you an read this? Am I remembering this yeah, wrong? So I, no, 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 you are absolutely right. Part of it is also because yes, she had a development deal with Columbia TriStar at the time. And that was why she didn't mm. reprise her role. And so she, you know, wanted to pursue the movie Got career, it. also had a contract out. So like, I mean, I feel like the, her big role after this was what, like excess baggage or would it be bat? I was forever? about to say that. And it's oh, so sorry. funny because I, there was one time where my friend John and I, I thought we were going to get into an argument because he was, he's, he brought up excess baggage. I'm like, I fucking love this movie. He better not say anything. He's like, it's a good movie. I was like, oh, thank God. Oh, good. Okay. I'm glad that we're on the same page. He's like, I mean, the plot makes absolutely no sense at all. And no, even no, no, as no. a kid watching, I was like... <laughs> This I cannot – I don't buy into any of it, but I love everything that I'm watching. So, yeah, but that movie didn't get – it didn't do well, if I recall correctly. No. I don't think it was, like, critically acclaimed, nor did it make any money because she still had a, an audience that was too young to watch it. And so, I mean, I watched it when it came to VHS. So yeah. I don't think it was, like, an in-theater thing. I feel like I watched it on HBO or something when I was in middle school and we had like a free mm-hmm. trial or something like that. I don't remember it doing very well, to be honest. Like, I think that's always the big tra- tragedy with Alicia Silverstone is like for how amazing she is in, in Clueless, I feel like she's attempted to be in other sitcoms and or she's done sitcoms. Like, she, I think Mismatched was a pilot or a show she tried to do a couple years ago that got canceled. Um, you well, know, Excess Baggage. It was, I think she was a matchmaker. Like, I, I, I honestly, I cannot remember the plot other than I believe. No, I just remember seeing like a preview for the show. Like, the way you see it. Okay, do you, do you remember a couple? Well, actually, it's more than a couple of years ago because this was around the time that I got my first job out of college. Uh, Her, Alicia Silverstone, and. Uh, Kristen Ritter, who I love, were going to be in a movie. I mean, they were in a movie together directed by Amy Heckerling where they played vampires. And I remember getting a bunch of buzz at festivals because my job required me to give a shit about film festivals. And then I kept waiting and waiting and waiting for it to like be released on into theaters. And then I don't remember anything ever happening again, which is sort of honestly happens a lot to festival movies, you know, some scandals notwithstanding, but generally, I don't know. Generally, 
like I would say half of movies that do really, really well at film festivals, like see the light of day post that, you know, so I don't know if it was one of those things, but I think it is streaming now, but I believe it was just called like vampires, but that was a bummer that that never really worked out or that Alicia Silverstone didn't have like a bigger comedy career. I feel like she's sort of like, Oh, at least Rachel McAdams has more comedy work, but in the same sense that she doesn't get enough credit for being such a good comedic actress. Yeah, that's no, for sure. Pratt fall off the bed, fucking classic, dude. Classic no, Pratt fall off the bed. Would agree. Would agree. No, she's fantastic. And actually, so I, I recently watched the new Babysitters Club reboot on Netflix, which one is fantastic. I realize the show is made for twelve-year-old girls, but I really love what they've done with the reboot. I'm really happy to see diverse casting and for them to explore 21st century topics. So I really love what they've done with it. I think the writers' room looks great. Like it's it's fantastic. She actually plays Christie's mom on the show, so it's it's she's been a mom on a few. Oh, things. I didn't yeah. realize. Yeah. And so it was actually sweet to see that. And then the her soon-to-be stepdad, uh, Watson, is played by Mark Firestein, who I always love when he shows up in things. And I think it was cute. Like, it was really nice to see her in that. She's been a mom in a couple of other shows. And um, I think it's just nice to, like, you know, see her still working. I... I always just want good things for Alicia Silverstone. Um, I think, again, she was, like you said, just like a really great comedic actress that I think could have been better used. Uh, you know, she's in Blast from the Past, but I, yeah, I don't think oh we God. saw her. What yeah. a great I have what to tell everybody, uh, if, you, if you didn't know already, Blast from the Past and Clueless are streaming on Netflix. So if you know, uh, you're feeling excellent. blue, if you just want a great movie that makes you feel good. I love Blast from the Past. I can't remember what happened, but I described a situation as this person seems like Brendan Fraser from Blast from the Past, which sent me on like this whole journey to find out that it was available streaming. So it's on my watch list for uh, a rainy day, which, you know, is most days. So... <laughs> currently in these capital U uncertain capital (laughs) T times. I'm just surprised. So I'm looking at her Wikipedia page. I can't believe like she was in those Aerosmith music videos and like of course again classic and also coincidentally the best Aerosmith song so I don't really know it's like a chicken it's a chicken or egg thing for me like do I like the song because of the music video or is the song actually good and it's a good music video I think I don't know I really do think that she does it for me in a lot of ways she's fantastic songs I fucking hate Aerosmith I'm sure that's not a surprise to you no well like honestly I've read many pieces about this and it's like Aerosmith is this weird thing that, like, I feel like some Americans have decided is, like, our big classic rock band because, I mean, there are other big classic rock American bands. I obviously know that. But, like, when I think of arena rock, a lot of the bands from the 70s were British. And um, I don't know, for whatever reason, people really, like, grasp onto Aerosmith for some reason. To be honest, like like you, the only Aerosmith that I care about is that one album that has crying and crazy on it, the, uh, which is that other music video with like Liv Tyler and Alicia Silverstone, like, which no, is creepy. Both, I'm telling you, that's why it's literally the only two Aerosmith songs I will ever fucking tolerate are those two songs. There, no other song will do. I refuse. I will leave the room. I would rather listen to Fish cover to cover than entertain any other Aerosmith. Song. And that goes that for Red Hot Chili Peppers too. I stand you by my years, word. Virgo. 
Now, I'm not going to hate I on don't the give Chili a Peppers fuck, as much as you, I will but, never, like, ever listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers again if I can help it. I will walk out of a Starbucks. I don't care. I will exit a lift hastily off the side of a freeway if I can ever ride in a lift ever again. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> I get so offended whenever I get in a lift and they like change it to like Jason Mraz, which has happened to me more than once. I'm deeply offended. Like I get that I'm white, but I'm just sad now. You think I have bad taste? No. Oh, not all God. white girls, I promise. <laughs> no, no. Ugh. But as long as it's not Red Hot Chili Peppers, I'm fine. <laughs> Or That's Aerosmith, all. as I've made clear. Wow, how did this turn into a I hate these two bands very passionately I, podcast? I certainly don't know, but here we are. And I think this might be a point <laughs> at which we can say that we have exhausted Clueless because clearly we are not even talking about Clueless, the TV show anymore. We veered so far away. We didn't even, I mean, if we we're going to talk about music, we should have talked about Mighty Mighty Bostones. I mean, but, which, you know, yes. we went, we went all the way the other way. That's how little there is to discover about Clueless, the TV there, show. Is it really we talking about really crazy is. and crying? I did get really excited though. I did get to see the Boston's a few years ago at the film where like my friend had extra tickets and apart from like a bunch of 50 something guys skanking around, it was not a bad show. And when they played someday, I suppose, which is on, I don't think it's on the clueless soundtrack. I think where did you go is on there instead, but that's a song that party opens to. I like, I started getting really excited. I was like, I'm share, but not really. Well, as somebody who recently listened to the Clueless soundtrack, I think it's that Never Had to Knock on Wood song is on the Oh, is it? I thought it was Someday I Suppose. I could be wrong. Or or like Where Did You Go? I, but... I also could be wrong. I could be confusing it with a different playlist that had the Mighty Mighty Boss Bones on it. <laughs> who knows? But now the circle is complete. We've talked about all the music that could be tangentially related to Clueless without getting into the soundtrack specifically. Truly, truly. That's, yeah, that's, that's about it. Um, so I think now is as good of ever a time to, to say that you can find us on various. <laughs> I, I feel I, like I felt that downshift, which was hysterical. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Mean, it's good. You can find us on wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. You can find us on Spotify, on Apple, on we're even on Stitcher now for, for those of you who like Stitcher. We're there. Come listen to us. Come rate. Come review. Come say how much you love us. We we love all of the, the five-star ratings. We love the comments. Thank you to those of you who have already we done that. We only love five-star ratings. Please keep that only in mind. five-star ratings. <laughs> will not accept less than. We also have a Medium page that you can check out where we've had a lot of cool blog posts. Um, we've had one on my conspiracy theories about Fred Durst. We've had one <laughs> on the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. Hell, we're going to even have one on the Josie and the Pussycat soundtrack very soon, which we're really excited to share with you all. Additionally, you can find us on social media. We're on Instagram and on Facebook as the Old Millennials Pod. And individually, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Emily A. Beijin. And I'm at Marg, she wrote. And until next time, we bid you bye. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.